Hello, this is Edie. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure you knew first how much we appreciate you, and that in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week, right now at Heinemann.com, you can get 15% off and free shipping on all Heinemann professional books. This offer runs until May 11th. Head on over after the episode. Some restrictions apply. See the website for details. The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann is dedicated to teachers. What does it mean to be a writer? And how do we establish routines for our beginning writers? I'm Brett from Heinemann. Today on the Heinemann Podcast, co-authors Katie Wood Ray and Lisa Cleveland on their new book, A Teacher's Guide to Getting Starting with Beginning Writers. In this latest release of the Classroom Essentials series, Katie Woodray guides us through the first days in Lisa's classroom when writing workshop is a time every day when her students make books. We see step-by-step how to launch primary writing workshop with beginning writers. I recently spoke with Katie and Lisa about their strategy and how it helps engage even the most beginner writers. I started out by asking Katie what children need to know about being writers. You kind of take it for granted that you would think kids would know what that means, but a lot of kids who have even had books read to them a lot may not realize that there was a person who wrote that book. So like, let's say children have seen people, you know, writing their mom, might maybe writing a note or making a list or something like that. You know, as far as real compositional writing, like making a book, they may not be aware that a person actually made a book that someone's reading to them. So one of the things that's really important that Lisa does, and and you can see this on the very first day, she is talking to kids and showing them pictures, physical photographs of the people that made this book and explaining to them that he, you know, like Eric, this is Eric Carl. He drew the pictures and he wrote the words. And it, it takes a while, right? Lisa, to, to get, help kids understand that. And to, you know, to put the, show them the photograph, it really puts it in their mind that that is a real person behind the book and that they too are real people that will make books. And it's funny in one of the first videos, um, the little girl says, you know, well, how do we make books? And I said, okay, I'm going to show you how. And so it's all about stapling that paper together and showing them a book, a published book, and then saying, this is the kind of book you're going to make too. And you can also make a book. And so just giving them that stapled paper makes such a difference because it looks like what we read to them. And then they go out there and say, okay, I'm making a book too. Lisa, is that how we sort of embed that big idea in sort of kid-friendly language? Do we start with just sort of what is a book? Well, yes. I mean, and I show them when I start out school at the beginning, I'd show them, you know, I read a lot of books, you know, early on, I I start, you'll see in the video I read, well, you won't see it in the video, but I've read, you know, some Eric Carle books and I tell them you can be just like Eric Carle, you know, he writes and he illustrates and you do too. And so then I have other children's books, maybe some siblings books of children I have in the class. And to see those books that other children have made, it's kind of that whole thing of like, hey, well, if they can do it, I can do that too. And then I have, you know, some charts and they see other children on the charts with photographs of them making books. And it's that whole, they buy into it when they see, wow, other kids have done this before me. I can do it too. 
And then it's just that whole way that I talk to them with just the expectations of you're going to make books. This is what we do in here. We go to lunch every day. We have center time every day. We have snack and recess. And we also have writing workshops. The finished books that she reads to them help them understand kind of what a writer does. A writer makes books like these. But then those photographs of children at work in her classroom making books are so powerful because they show kids sort of the path that you use to get there. You know, Lisa, you mentioned the routine of we go to lunch every day and and we do this and we do that. How do we then start that routine to establish writing in the classroom? Well, you just have to get started. That's a good question because I think that's what teachers always want to say. How do we do this? Well, first of all, the book really lays it out for you of how we get started by watching the video and telling about how we get started. But you know, the thing is, is you just have to jump in and not be afraid. You can't you know, first we have to do this and then we have to do this. And then you kind of just have to step back, open it up to the kids, explain to them, we're going to make books. These are things you need. This is what we'll do. This is what it looks like. Now you go try it because you have to step back and let them kind of start to own their own process. And I know that's funny to think that on day one, but they've got to kind of feel it out and make their way out in the room and start trying to make it theirs. You know, I want to scaffold them and help them, but I also have to stand back and allow them to take the steps forward to, to do this on their own. And it's kind of scary for them. I support them, but then I know when to step back. And again, you just have these expectations of, hey, you know, these other kids have done it before. You can do it too. The thing that was always so interesting to teachers, I remember when I used to show them this video the first day with how little direction Lisa actually gives the kids about what to do. Basically, she shows them the blank books. She gives them supplies. She shows them what it finished one looks like, the photographs, and says, hey, you try it. Because the thing you have to remember is you can't make a book without some kind of process, Mm -hmm. right? If there's something on the paper at the end of 15 minutes, you had a process. And so then what she's really brilliant at is watching what they're doing and naming for them the process that they use. And they start to own it the minute she starts naming it for them. And you do it just long enough to where they're like into it and they're like, yeah, I like this. And, you know, then we set the timer. We, we start, you know, write for about 15 minutes at first. And then we finish, you know, pretty short span to where kids are like, hey, yeah, this I can do this. I can do that. And then we come back for the share and you want everybody to still feel good about themselves. They're like, hey, I did this. Yeah, I can do it. I'm ready for this tomorrow. And it's just a little secret to think about kids at the beginning of school. It sounds silly, but, you know, especially in the younger grades, you think, okay, I want them to have a great day because I want them to be excited about school tomorrow. You know, you want Mm -hmm. them to come back and be ready again and be real psyched for it. And so you kind of just give them a little bit. They take it. They love it. Then you come back. And then say, hey, we're going to do this again tomorrow. And it makes them excited about it each day. And I can say this, too, from years of watching her do this. Every single year, she has this complete continuum of kids from ones who look like they really don't even exactly know how to hold a marker. (laughs) And they just scribble all the way up to kids who are already sounding words out. A lot of time they've been to preschool and everything in between. And Lisa is very good at naming everybody on that continuum's work as process and getting them going. And at the end of, you know, that first day, they're all like, well, I guess I do know how to do this, (laughs) whatever that is. One of the pieces of the process that you mentioned throughout the book, and you have 
little call outs called writers meeting throughout the book. Can you just talk a little bit about what we're doing in those moments? That's specific language. I mean, it's if you look at the structure of a writing workshop, it's that's what's typically known as the mini lesson. I actually, in writing about Lisa's teaching and researching it for so many years, started calling it the writer's meeting because for several reasons. One, often it wasn't very many. <laughs> True story. They would uh, they were very engaged with her for sometimes you know twenty minutes. So they weren't many. And they also, I think that writers meeting captures the spirit of the work I watched for years better than many lesson. Many lesson tends to be interpreted as something very directive from the teacher. Whereas Lisa really engages kids a lot with her in her teaching. Now she still has them go out, you know, and spend 30, 40 minutes in independent <clears throat> writing, but their writers meetings just felt bigger than many lesson. And it, I found that a lot of times people would get confused when I called it a mini lesson because mm -hmm. it didn't look like their conception of what a mini lesson mm -hmm. would be. I would look at it as maybe more intimate, you know, setting than just a mini lesson because children are maybe coming up and turning pages in a book and saying, well, let's look at this. When I see this, you know, we're having conversations back and forth and it involves them. They are, you know, they help with the teaching in many ways. And so it is a, a writer's meeting that we're all together, you know, on the same page with our thinking, but can go in different directions with whatever, how a child takes us there. So it's not just me doing the teaching. I'm really teaching off of our conversations and I kind of let it, I know what I need to talk about and how I need to teach and what kids need, but it can kind of go in different directions sometimes. And it, it's just more intimate than just a mini lesson of sorts. Mm -hmm. The only way though, to really make that work is you have to make a commitment to a big block of time for a writing workshop, which yes. Lisa does. If you, if you don't have that, you're going to have to keep your teaching much more focused. Mm -hmm. But I think you just decided over the years that the payoff for the time yeah. that kids spend, you know, thinking about writing, writing themselves, because it serves them so well as readers Absolutely. too. You're, yes. you're, you know, you're, it's writing workshop, but they're learning to read by trying these attempts at writing. You can have a writing workshop without that commitment to that much time, certainly. Mm -hmm. But if you've got the time to do that, then you can kind of rethink what the teaching could look like. Mm -hmm. Katie, the book is organized really over the idea of five days. Can you talk a little bit about why the focus on the first five days? And, and I think we should clarify, it's not the first five days of school, it's the first five days of writing workshop. It really, I mean, you may not start at the very beginning of the school year. I don't know why you wouldn't, but you may not. But at some point, if you're going to start a writing workshop with beginning writers, you have to start. And there's going to be the first five days. Interestingly enough, it's not even though really the days that matter. It's the big ideas across those days. And it may be that you linger with some of the ideas for longer than one day. So it may be that the five days you see Lisa do in this book would be 10 days or even 15 mm -hmm. days, three weeks of instruction in your classroom. But the ideas that are summarized there across each day are really what matters. You know, you've got to teach kids that, People make books. Books have pictures and words. Here are some strategies for word making. What do you do when you come back to a book each day? Just the big ideas of that teaching are, are what we really address in the book. They happen to unfold over five days, but it's not the days that matter. It's the ideas that matter. Those first five days, you revisit all those things that are in there many, many times over the year. As a teacher, the benefit of seeing these ideas that happen and you come back to them, it just frees you up. It gives you the freedom to think, 
yeah, I've been thinking that my kids need this. There's more freedom than something being laid out for them that tells them what to do. Instead, what's being laid out for them is their class Mm -hmm. and they see what their children need. It's not a script that you can follow because Mm -hmm. so much of Lisa's teaching is very responsive to what's happening in front of her and the kids' work that she's uh, dealing with, which, you know, every teacher will have their own kids' work. Mm -hmm. But what we tried to do was capture the big idea of each day and then give you ideas for, okay, how can you get at this? What are the things you do to get at this with your kids? So uh, it's pretty directive in that sense, even though, again, it's not a lesson that you teach or script you can follow. Well, A Teacher's Guide to Getting Started with Beginning Writers is a part of the Classroom Essentials series, which, Katie, you're also the series editor on. Can you just sort of walk us through? The book is just stunningly beautiful in its color and its design and its layout. It's packed full of student work and just brilliant examples and everything, including wonderful call-outs to the videos. Can you just sort of walk us through who this book is for and how we should use it? It's it's for it's certainly for teachers who want to start a writing workshop, but it's also for teachers who already have writing workshops up and going, but know that they could make the beginning of the year stronger. What are the principles that really help particularly kids to become very independent in this work? I think too many workshops get off onto rocky start and they make kids dependent unwittingly you make kids dependent on you to tell them what to do and you and they sometimes never recover from it so to get a glimpse at how one teacher really sets kids up to be just profoundly independent in this work can be helpful for even for someone who's been at a writing workshop for a very long time you know if you've been doing a writing workshop and sort of following a program for it to get you started but you're you feel ready to break out of that it can give you a lot of ideas for how to do that And then just, again, someone who's been doing this for a long time to get a boost of energy for it, I think they would be great. And I used to teach college methods courses. I would have loved to have had these books in this series for my college methods Uh courses because, you know, they're just, they're such good reads and they can get us right into the work really quickly. Each day is segmented into short clips that you can watch. And then after the clip, we unpack the important things to know about the teaching that you've just watched. You watch some teaching and then you read and learn about it and you watch a little bit more and you read about what you need to know that's informing it. And by the time you get to the end, I think you have this not just picture of the first five days, but of of what this developmentally appropriate work looks like. I rewatched these videos a lot, not just in doing PD work, but I will rewatch some of these before school starts for me, just to remind myself, oh yeah, I've got to remember that. I had 15 teachers in my classroom this morning. They came just to visit for writing workshop and an administrator and a curriculum director, you know, so they were in the classroom. And the great thing is that, you know, they they were an hour and a half away. They could drive and be there at nine o'clock. But for teachers that can't come to my classroom can get this book and they can see these videos. And that I, as a teacher, I love to visit classrooms and to just not only listen to the teaching and hear the conversations, but to see things in the background and to look at the charts that are in here. I mean, actual charts that I make with children, Hmm. you know, are in the book. And like I said, I think teachers will love it because it's just got what teachers need to give them confidence to teach writing. And I should say this about the video. 
So it wasn't professionally done. <laughs> the video in our other uh, Classroom Essentials books is so gorgeous and done by our amazing team there at Heinemann who are so excellent at what they do. But we actually captured that. I captured this video myself several years ago when I was researching the beginning of the year. I really had never documented that. So the year that I did this research, I was in her class for the first 21 straight days of school. That's almost five weeks of school. I taped every single day and I collected artifacts every single day. So I had this vast pool of data about the beginning of the year that then I sat there for a long time and I didn't yes. do anything with because I, I took a different job, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I just never did anything back with it. I think Lisa was really sorry that I didn't. Oh, right? listen, I'm more excited about this than anything. Like, I mean, it moves me. And I've told you this. Mm -hmm. it, this is, to me, the most exciting thing to get out there for teachers. My thanks to both Katie and Lisa for their time today. For more information, a sample chapter, blogs, and so much more, visit blog.heineman.com. A teacher's guide to getting started with beginning writers is shipping now from Heinemann.com. Thanks for listening.